Welcome back to another episode of Tales from the Cartridge, Bedtime Stories. Tonight, we go on an adventure to a Pokemon island in the hopes of taking the perfect picture. So lay back, relax, and enjoy this video game story as you fall out his backpack and packed his things. Camera in hand and extra film in his pocket, Todd Snap set off for his journey. Being a well-known Pokemon photographer had its perks. In a letter he received a few days prior, a professor living in Pallet Town named Professor Oak had reached out to Todd. Professor Oak was interested in obtaining photos of Pokemon living on a strange island in their natural habitats. While it sounded easy, getting the perfect picture of a wild Pokemon was a difficult thing to do. Size, pose, and technique were all such important aspects to getting the right shot. That's why Professor Oak wrote to Todd. Todd was young, but skilled behind the camera. He wasn't one who enjoyed Pokemon training, no. But the excitement of getting the perfect picture of a Pokemon gave him the rush that nothing else could. With his green backpack slung over his shoulder and his lucky pink and purple striped t-shirt, Todd set off for the remote island Professor Oak had set up on, rightfully named Pokemon Island. It was a landmass of varying climates, beautiful beaches, deep caves and tunnels, fiery volcanoes, exotic jungles, and wondrous valleys. Pokemon Island was the home to numerous Pokemon from the Kanto region. From Bulbasaurs to Porygons, Todd intended to take a snapshot of them all. Walking into Professor Oak's laboratory on Pokemon Island, Todd was greeted by the kindly professor. Oak gave Todd a book he called the Pokemon Report and asked the photographer if he would be willing to fill it with premium pictures of Pokemon. Todd smiled and agreed to the job. Shaking Professor Oak's hand in acceptance, Professor Oak walked Todd over to show him his latest invention, the Zero One vehicle. It was a special motorized vehicle designed to take Todd around the various different regions on Pokemon Island. Each region had a start gate and a goal gate that the Zero One would drive to and from so that Todd can focus solely on getting his photos. Todd's excitement rose in his chest. This adventure he was about to embark on was one that he was meant for. It was the perfect chance to get so many amazing photos of Pokemon. Agreeing to the chance of a lifetime, Todd jumped into the Zero One, and Professor Oak sent him through the Stargate to the beach of Pokemon Island. The Zero One entered onto the beach and began to follow old train tracks unused for some time. Todd could immediately smell the ocean to his right. The breeze was cool, 
and the sunlight felt warm on his skin. Without wasting a second, Todd pulled out his camera and aimed it forward. A flock of pigeons flew through the air past Todd as a doo-duo ran out of the bushes in the side, sprinting towards the sea. Each photo Todd took felt perfect. Continuing along the beach, Todd spotted a lone Pikachu. It spotted him and smiled as Todd took its picture. Above the sandy shores, a butterfree fluttered its wings in the air as the Zero One took Todd deeper into the area's terrain. In the grassy hills by the ocean, Todd spotted a Meowth peeking its head over a small rock wall. The gold coin resting on its head glistened in the sunlight. Continuing along the track, the Zero One rode next to a patch of tall grass on the left side. Without warning, Another Meowth ran out from the tall grass and pranced across the tracks. The vehicle continued to ride forward to eventually find a landscape of multiple tall rocks spaced apart from one another. Running between the rocks was an Eevee, chasing after a strange pink ball. Gaining the perfect shot of the Eevee, Todd knew the pink ball had to be a Pokemon, but he didn't have the time to stop and check. It would have to wait for another time. Todd looked back out into the ocean and could faintly make out a Lapras resting in the calm waters. Standing on the edge of the cliff, overlooking the ocean and the majestic Lapras, was a Genghis Khan and its cub. Todd called out to the Genghis Khan in the hopes that it would turn around, but it was too focused and wouldn't look back. Closing in on the gold gate back to the laboratory, Todd and the Zero One turned another corner to catch two Pidgeys using a whirlwind on a single Meowth, spinning the cat Pokemon into the air and falling back to the ground. Todd caught the moment on film as the Meowth laid on the ground completely dizzy. Feeling successful from his first run through the island, the Zero One made it to the beach's gold gate and took Todd and the vehicle back to Professor Oak's laboratory. Todd exited the Zero One and developed his photos. The pictures of the Pidgeys, Pikachu, Duduo, and Butterfree were fantastic. He looked at the shot of the Genghis Kong's back and knew it wouldn't make the cut for Professor Oak. However, the developed photo of the unfortunate and dizzy Meowth was absolutely perfect. Todd took the photos to Professor Oak, who loved them, and placed them in the Pokemon report. The professor, very satisfied from Todd's first outing, encouraged the photographer to go back out again into a specific tunnel. Todd was told this long, dark tunnel housed an old power plant not used anymore. It inhabited several amazing Pokemon. Wasting no time, Todd jumped into the Zero One and Professor Oak sent him off through the laboratory gate. Coming out through the tunnel's start gate, just outside the entrance of the tunnel, to Todd's right was a sole, photogenic Pikachu.
and his photo was taken. The Pikachu ran towards the tunnel's entrance as an electrode rolled towards the entrance at the same time. As Todd continued to take pictures of the Pikachu, it jumped onto the electrode and rode it, smiling to the camera. Todd couldn't believe it. The shots were more than perfect, he thought. The Zero One took Todd into the tunnel as an electabuzz ran in front of them and a nearby electrode exploded, sending the electric type electabuzz onto its back. Kakunas descended from the ceiling as Todd took their pictures and entered into a new chamber of the tunnel. The chamber door opened as a Zubat quickly flew by, its wings fluttering as hard as it could. Todd quickly took its picture. He hoped it turned out well. The tunnel was cold and musty, with remnants of the power plant that had once been used there. Into the next chamber, the Zero One went as Todd photographed a Pikachu interacting with a Diglett. As Todd took their picture, the Pikachu followed the Diglett until multiple Doug Trios popped out of the ground in surprise. Todd quickly took their pictures, his finger pressing the camera's snap button as fast as he could. During the last corner, multiple Magnemites roamed around the gold gate. Aiming his camera up, the Magnemites panicked. Todd stopped and looked around the Zero One and found two strange apples. He thought maybe these could be helpful. Throwing one out, the Magnemites began to eat it. And as he aimed his camera at them, Todd was able to get their picture without them panicking. Success, he thought. On the right side wall, a lone electrode sat next to a caved-in tunnel. With his last apple, Todd threw it, but accidentally hit the electrode by mistake. The round Pokemon exploded, blowing away the rock and revealing a new entrance. Todd made a mental note of the cave entrance and left through the gold gate back to Professor Oak's lab. Todd developed his photos again and reviewed them with Professor Oak. The Pikachu, the Electrodes, Kakunas and Zubats, plus the Doug Trios, all made Professor Oak jump in joy. He gave several gate scores to the photos and put them in the Pokemon report. Todd explained to the professor that a new cave entrance had been discovered using the apples that he found in the Zero One. Professor Oak sat pondering at this new information. He took Todd to the corner of his lab and showed him a new invention. Apple-shaped Pokemon food. The same food Todd had found in the Zero One. Oak asked Todd to take the Pokemon food with him to help get better photos of the Pokemon for the report. Todd happily accepted the Pokemon food. He knew that with these, he can get even better photos than he ever could before. Oak also told Todd that his assistants at the lab followed the new cave entrance which led to a new region of the island. A new Stargate and Golgate were already installed and ready for him to go. Todd smiled and set off again to a new region, the island's volcano. Out from the Stargate, Todd rolled out on the Zero One. 
With camera in hand and a bag of apple-shaped Pokemon food, Todd ventured forth through the volcano region. The air was thick and hot. The humidity almost unbearable. Todd was amazed anything could live around an area like the volcano. Immediately on Todd's left, a Rapidash galloped by quickly. Todd barely had the chance to take its photo as it quickly ran by. The Zero One continued as Todd noticed a Vulpix from afar. Quickly throwing out some Pokemon food, the Vulpix elegantly hopped over to the food as a quick photo was taken. Todd knew that this Pokemon food was a great idea. The photographer, riding the Zero One, drove across narrow paths with lava flowing on either side. The young Frodo taker kept having to wipe away the sweat off his brow because the heat was so intense. Across a lava pit on the solid ground was a Magmar and Charmander. Todd threw out Pokemon food for the two and readied his camera. The Magmar, wanting the food only to itself, attacked the Charmander with a flamethrower attack. The flamethrower knocked the Charmander down as a bright light enveloped around it. Todd was amazed. He continued to take the picture as the Charmander evolved into a Charmeleon. It was bigger now its skin a deeper red. The newly evolved Pokemon stood up and knocked over the Magmar, taking the apple-shaped food for itself. Todd stared back in amazement, happy to see such an amazing thing occur, though he did feel bad for the Magmar just a little bit. Moving over yet another small and narrow path, a massive egg blocked the way of the Zero One causing it to stop. To the left, across a river of lava, was a Charmander. Todd threw over some Pokemon food and took its picture as it ran over. Suddenly, from over the hill behind the fire Pokemon, a group of Charmanders ran out, looking for more Pokemon food. Todd smiled and quickly threw out more food as the Charmanders began to eat. The flames on the end of their tails grew large and bright, their happiness easily shown from the food that they were eating. Todd aimed his camera and took several shots. He couldn't believe his luck. The only thing that could beat this moment might just be seeing a mystical Pokemon. But that could never happen. After he finished taking photos of the Charmanders, Todd turned looking at the large egg blocking his way. Taking out some Pokemon food, Todd chucked it at the massive egg. Surprisingly, the egg flew through the air as Todd realized what he'd done. He cried out, extending his hand as the egg fell into the lava. And for a second, everything was quiet. The Zero One started to move as Todd stared at the mass emerging from the lava. A Moltres shot through the air and extended its wings out. Its cry could be heard from miles away. Todd's mouth dropped as he quickly snapped out of it and snapped 
some pictures of it. The mole trace flew away into the distance around the volcano as Todd couldn't believe his luck. Maybe there was something to this island, he thought. He never thought he'd ever take a picture of a mole trace. He wondered what else he might find. As he approached the goal gate, Todd spotted a charmeleon circling around a lava pit. Before leaving, Todd thought it'd be nice to give it some food, and he tossed an apple to it. The apple, instead of landing in front of the charmeleon, flew into its head, sending it back into the lava pit. Once again, Todd's mouth dropped, terrified about what he had done and questioned some of his life choices. A bright light shined from the lava pit as the charmeleon evolved into a massive Charizard. Todd quickly pulled it together and took its picture before it spewed flames from its mouth. But as Todd quickly ducked, the Zero One reached the goal gate and sent him back to Oak's lab. Slightly charred and very sweaty, Todd developed and reviewed his photos with Professor Oak. The professor, extremely impressed with a group of Charmanders, the close-up of the Charizard, and the unbelievable shot of Moltres. He praised Todd and stated that he knew he was the right photographer for this job. Oak led Todd back to the Zero One and told him that the next region he would travel to was the island's river resting in the jungle. From the start gate of the river, Todd went out. He was surprised the Zero One worked as a boat. He wasn't even nervous floating on the water with it. Todd floated down the river, seeing pollywags hiding in the brush. Their little eyes could be seen between the bushes. He threw out some food to lure them out and snapped a pick. Down the river he went, Todd spotted a slowpoke resting on the river's edge. Todd threw out more food as the slowpoke ate each apple with one bite. The slowpoke, now full, dipped its tail into the river's water. Todd stared at it, perplexed, but readied his camera. His gut was telling him something was going to happen. A bright light glowed from the Pokemon's tail as the light began to envelop it. Todd realized that a shell had bitten onto the Pokemon's tail causing the slowpoke to evolve into a slow bro. He had taken amazing pictures of its evolution. He knew Professor Oak would be happy with them. Todd continued down the river as he observed metapods hanging from the trees above and a psyduck swimming through the water. A hard-shelled cloister rose from the water's depths floating through the air. The water was so peaceful and calm as Todd enjoyed every minute of the ride as he made it to the goal gate. Showing off his new pictures yet again, Todd and Oak beamed with all the Pokemon caught on film and updated the Pokemon report with them. Oak also supplied Todd with a new tool to use on his journey, a pester ball. They were perfect for getting Pokemon to come out of hiding. With only two more regions left, Todd set out for a deep and dark cave 
inside of the island. The entrance of the cave was a straight fall, so a start gate couldn't be set up. Instead, Professor Oak was able to teleport the Zero-One to the cave's entrance. The Zero-One's thrusters came to life as it slowly took Todd down into the cave. Zubats quickly flew by Todd's head as he readied his camera. On a nearby ledge, Todd noticed strange-looking Bulbasaurs. Their eyes were beady and different than usual. A pester ball in hand, he threw it, hitting the Bulbasaur and revealing its true identity. A ditto, he thought. Todd laughed out loud as his voice echoed throughout the cave. He took a few pictures of the smiling ditto and continued on. As the Zero-One flew forward, Todd noticed a coughing, terrorizing a poor Jigglypuff. Todd, upset for the pink Pokemon, threw a pester ball at the coughing and stopped its messing with the Jigglypuff. Todd descended down to see two Jinx standing next to an odd-looking egg. He threw a Pokemon food at it, like he had done with the Moltres egg at the volcano, but nothing happened to Todd's sadness. As Todd made his way to the goal gate of the cave, he could hear a faint singing that was getting louder and louder. As he neared the gate, Todd found the Jigglypuff he had saved earlier, performing. Its voice was nice and soft, causing him to feel peaceful and very sleepy. As his eyes began to close and his body grew limp, he took one last photo of the performing Pokemon before leaving through the gate. Back at the laboratory, Oak admired the photos Todd had taken, especially the one of the performing Jigglypuff. It made sense why Todd was asleep when he returned to the lab. After updating the Pokemon report, Todd had one place left to observe, the valley. Todd exited the Stargate as he rode down a rapid river running through the valley. A group of squirtles swam in front of the photographer. He threw a few pester balls at the water, sending the squirtles on shore to the left of the river. The photographer also threw food for the squirtles before taking their pictures. Their adorable smiles definitely made for a good picture. Todd continued down the rapid river taking photos of geodudes gripping onto the rock walls and sand shrews resting on the ground. The water took Todd and the Zero-One down fast. Todd had to hold onto the sides of the Zero-One with both hands in fear of falling out. As the river leveled out and calmed down, Todd noticed a whirlpool swirling to his right. Curious if anything could be inside of it, like... A Pokemon. Todd threw several pester balls in to the twisting water. Suddenly, bursting from the water was a magnificent Dragonite. It roared out and flew off into the distance, but not before Todd got a few pictures of it. He felt happy he took the chance to find the Dragonite in the whirlpool. For once, his throws didn't lead to some misfortune. As he got closer and closer to the gold gate, Todd noticed a manky standing on the peak of a short mountain, angrily throwing its hands in the air, trying to intimidate the young man. 
the squirtle, at the bottom of the same small mountain, smiled at Todd and jumped into its shell. Todd, thinking he knew what the squirtle wanted, threw a pester ball at the shelled Pokemon, sending it up and hitting the manky off the mountain and tumbling down. Todd stopped and wondered if he had made a good choice. As he turned along the river bend, the manky that had just been kicked off its mountain stood angry and upset, its arms continuing to flail around, its eyes narrow and mad. Behind the manky was a mysteriously large switch. Todd knew in his gut that he needed to hit that switch, and, unfortunately for the manky, it had to be done in a rough way. Todd took out a pester ball and threw it at the manky, knocking it back and onto the switch, setting it off. A large metal gate off in the distance opened, and the river took Todd through it. At the end of the river was a small lake with a small hut nearby. A familiar face exited to greet the photographer. It was none other than Professor Oak. The kindly professor happily greeted Todd and explained that his research helped him discover that six hidden Pokemon signs rested on Pokemon Island. He believed the signs had something to do with the important Pokemon on the island. Todd asked what the signs looked like, to which the professor explained that they were scenery that resembled Pokemon. With Todd's help, Professor Oak felt that they could discover the mystery of the island together. So Todd went off again and took photos of each of the six Pokemon signs. The Kingler-shaped rocks on the beach, the pincer shadow in the tunnel, the coughing-shaped gas from a volcano, the Cubone-shaped tree on the side of the river, the constellation of Mewtwo in the cave, and the Dugtrio Mountain in the valley. Todd collected each photo and presented them to Professor Oak. Todd waited as the professor did his work using the information from the photos of the signs. Once finished, Oak explained to Todd that the signs are exactly like the constellations seen from Pokemon Island. The sky. The rainbow cloud floating in the sky was the secret region. Oak explained. That's where Todd had to go next to discover the mystery of the island. Todd was confused, but accepted what Professor Oak said. Todd felt excited. Maybe he could take the picture of a whole new Pokemon. Jumping back into the Zero One, with excitement fueling him, Professor Oak sent him off to the rainbow cloud in the sky. Todd teleported with the Zero One and landed in the rainbow cloud. The cloud of beautiful colors floated underneath Todd as the stars above shined brightly in the night sky. The constellations of the Pokemon from the Pokemon signs showed clear and bright in the starry sky. From thin air, a small pink Pokemon with a long tail showed itself. Todd was stunned. He had never seen anything like it before. He also noticed a weird bubble surrounded the Pokemon. It ruined the shot when Todd aimed his camera at it. Thinking quickly, Todd threw pester balls at the bubbled Pokemon 
the bubble would react to the pester balls every time they hit. Once the Pokemon was hit, it would disappear and then reappear again. It almost felt like a game to Todd as he continued to throw the pester balls. The mysterious Pokemon continued to play with Todd until finally a pester ball broke through its bubble. Todd quickly took out his camera and took the perfect picture of the Pokemon. It even seemed like it made a cute pose for him. Making it to the end of the rainbow cloud, Todd looked back at the cute mystery Pokemon and smiled. The Pokemon looked back at Todd as well and seemed happy. Todd and the Zero One teleported back to Professor Oak's laboratory. Professor Oak nearly fell back in disbelief when he saw Todd's photo of the mysterious Pokemon. Oak explained that that Pokemon Todd had found was the rare Pokemon Mew. Oak went on and on about the picture being perfect. The size, the pose, the technique, everything was flawless. With Mew placed in the Pokemon report, Professor Oak was ecstatic. He smiled at Todd and thanked him for all of his help. Todd smiled back and walked over to the Zero One. He stepped inside and assured Professor Oak that they would finish the report together. As the gate opened to a region of the Pokemon Island, Todd set off once more to capture more amazing photos of Pokemon. Stories. We hope you enjoyed this photogenic episode and are happily dreaming.